it was Gavaskar, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't know Gavaskar at all, not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't know Gavaskar at all. Which one is yours, bro? I, I think anyone that ends with the Dil Dil Pakistan, that, that is the, that, that's my ex- favorite excuse. So the hotel staff did not listen to Dil Dil Pakistan? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's a, that's a good enough excuse. The umpire ignored the 1992 World Cup story. Umpire ignored Dil Dil Pakistan. Clear proof of BCCI uh, uh, bias. This the is, this me, is why, this is why, uh, this is why Shamsi, Shamsi wasn't given out. Because the, um, the umpire um, By the way, did you hear the rant that those guys went on? That rant was epic. Which one was funnier? The one where they asked for Umar Akmal or the one where they just went off on a rant about Rizwan? <laughs> I think the one that they, where they asked for Umar Akmal just because of the absurdity of thinking that Umar Akmal is going to save this squad. Umar Akmal is like a relic from 2010. Anyway, uh, welcome to the No Balls Cricket Podcast. Um, this is... Uh... <laughs> I can't even. Hi. Um, I am Sudhan Pradhan. That is Aditya Devrath. Uh, this is episode 40. Oh, shit. We've hit 40. Yeah. We somehow managed to get to 40. We somehow managed to get to 40. Um, lots uh, to this cover. is a statement we'll be seeing again in about 7 8 years for our lives, also. But yeah. What? That we hit 50 episodes? Wait, no, I, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, actually, I mean, literally hitting 40 in our lives. Oh, yeah. That's true. The sentiment is going to be exactly the same. We somehow got there. Fuck off, bro. Stop telling us, telling everybody that we're old. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, on our episode today, uh, who do we want to laugh at more? Pakistan, England or Bangladesh? I think for me, England's always the highest. Like, like Laughing at a country, I think, in, especially in cricketing and sporting terms, I will pick England over everyone. Okay, fine. On that very happy note, let's swing into the roundup. <laughs> the roundup, the, the big point of the roundup is that England stuck. Um, I'm trying to say, who have they played since we last, uh, since we last did the roundup? They obviously lost to India. Um, they That's lost the only game to, they've played. Yeah. Before that, they they'd already lost lost to Afghanistan and uh, and South Africa and basically they've just been getting embarrassed by everyone. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, nothing can top embarrassment more than the way Ben Stokes was completely shattered by Shami. But we'll get into that in a bit. Um, these are the results that have happened since we last recorded, which was the night that Afghanistan. Beat Pakistan. Yeah, um, South Africa smashed Bangladesh the next day, which is not surprising. Not surprising. Um, Australia smashed so, Netherlands, which is slightly disappointing, but also not surprising. Not surprising. The day after that, Pakistan and South Africa played the first close game of the tournament, and somehow 
despite the whole oh my god fast bowlers are going to do the whole pakistan comeback choke thing south africa somehow managed to win that game because keshav maharaj is an absolute fucking legend and he will fuck babar azam the, the cows of they won they won that game because the umpire slash the bcci slash something something drs oh, that those that, those are the reasons fine that was that australia new zealand then the next day played one of the craziest games of the tournament jimmy nisham getting some bad deja vu at the end wow jimmy nisham and deja vu bro oh my god yeah kids just remember don't don't take up sport pick up baking <laughs> or something die fat and happy um you know the, the, the words never ring more true that was game 1 on saturday then game 2 on saturday was the netherlands basically destroying bangladesh yeah that was uh, that was shocking even by bangladesh standards yeah and then yesterday was england absolutely getting owned by india it, it wasn't even close um on a spicy wicket with a lot happening they got owned it didn't last very long it was an embarrassment and as mike atherton kept repeatedly saying run rate isn't the issue it's the wickets caller um which is <laughs> we said this after the we said we said this after the the, the south africa game as well when they were at 70 for 6 after 12 overs and south africa had been 70 for 1 yeah one yeah. of those columns is not the same <laughs> one of those columns is not the same uh and then today out of all the random things happened although kind of expected considering the amount of injury issues shrug have had with their bowling um afghanistan again cruising to another win so that's a very impressive yeah. tournament for them we will get into that first but that's the round up for today let's move in now to we the missed, main segment rest the world cup we missed one game there in the middle but, oh, uh, england england before losing to india also lost to sri lanka which uh Again, ah, yes, I sorry. think uh, I, I by current standards, by current standards, it's a surprising result, or not a surprising result, but I think going in, no one expected that. Uh, nobody expected that, but having said that, England have not beaten Sri Lanka in a World Cup since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, this is true. Sri Lanka have a twenty four year win streak on them, so I'm not surprised by that. Anyway. uh right let's get into the main main bit of the, the episode we're going to cover all of this plus we're going to shit on some people do we have anything to cover that isn't shitting on some people i need to figure that out i mean unless you want to talk about the bcc i know this that's also shitting on them so like we're shitting we'd be we either be shitting on england or shitting on pakistan or shitting on the bcc like i think uh I think our options are limited here. So, okay. Let's do it this way. Let's start from the bottom and then go to the top. There's a I won't sing drink Drake never mind. But, <laughs> you know the funny bit is, if I ever wanted to start at the bottom, I didn't ever think it would be England. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, pre-tournament favorites, right? Everyone was like, India have home advantage. England are, the, are probably the better team, so they're, they're still the likelier one to win. Now they barely won one game. Um, 
and was somehow just for the miracle of Afghanistan qualifying for the semis was somehow hoping that England can get it together to beat Australia once. Listen, at this point, I don't think England could beat Iceland, let alone Australia. <laughs> They're that yeah. bad. But okay, they were trash yesterday, and they were even more trash against Sri Lanka. I, the batting has just gone to pieces. It's, uh, I mean, like, all right, South Africa was a discombobulation where like everything went to pieces. The bowling obviously just wilted in that Bombay humidity and heat. But like, they just are like, how do you only how do you get bowled out for whatever it was two forty five or whatever against uh, against Sri Lanka? Like, what, what just, do you mean two? Hello, what do you mean two forty five? Sorry, sorry, one fifty six. One fifty six. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ah, thank sorry. you. Excuse uh, me. Um. So okay, they did the thing, right? They like they they they're like okay, yeah. Everyone has noticed. So now even we are finally noticing after the entire world has told us that we're no longer that good at chasing. So let's win the toss and bat, and then they get bowled out for one fifty six on possibly get, the flattest pitch in this entire tournament, barring one kid. Yeah, yeah, in Bangalore of all places. <laughs> it's like they channel the spirit of RCB. <laughs> so I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. No, I could not. <laughs> um, we discussed them basically. But you know the best English meme. Hang on. The absolute best English meme. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, there we are. So the England started with. Um, the Bami Army put up a tweet, right, of uh, of Kohli as a duck. And yeah. Then, well, they they got very excited once Kohli got out for a duck. Yeah, they got very excited once Kohli got out. But then I just want to show you guys what happened afterwards. Pretty much that. <laughs> like Abhi. <laughs> oh. oh Lord, the funny bit was. Out of that entire thing, I mean, come on, this is a work of art, bro. This, this should be posted in like the Lord's Museum or something. <laughs> um, man, they were fucking terrible yesterday. It was so bad. And the funny bit is, I think nothing sums it up better than that Stokes dismissal, where bear in mind, Mohammed Shami has been. He got out for none of ten, and Shami just walked him over. Like, given it was ten balls from hell. It was ten balls from hell, and then one of the dumbest shots I've ever played, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because of because of what Shami had done prior to that. But it's also the dumbest shots. One of the dumbest shots. Yes, but that's like you know, this is the. Like they're trying to baseball everything, so they they have to baseball their way out of a crisis. Which is, it's uh, not, bro. I've been saying this the entire week. It's not baseball. It's baz bollocks. <laughs> I've been waiting to deep, say that. I just for I just a hope long, long time. Too, I just hope they're so traumatized by this that the next time they're in India, which is three months later, they also just get completely destroyed in the test series. They probably will. Now, I've said this about England for a long, long time. Their ODI setup, as good as it was, 
is not geared to play on wickets that do a bit. They're basically flat wicket guys. In this tournament, so however... Here's the thing. I The last World Cup in 2019, like, the, the World Cup pitches weren't flat. They all, and, no, and of course, it was, plus no, it was in England. No, in England so no, was but, I know. But bear in mind this. Remember, remember this. The game that they lost to Sri Lanka, which is the one that turned their tournament around, was played on the last moving wicket. The game after that was against India at Edgbaston on a featherbed. Correct. But they also won on, like, okay, not spicy wickets, not like red soil turning or whatever, but the, the you know, they weren't cons- consistently just hitting 400 and bashing people out to 150. They were, they were in. No, no. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is even in the last World Cup, the games they lost were on wickets that did a bit. And it's been an Achilles heel of theirs for a while, which nobody seems to have seen. But, um, or rather, they chose to ignore. I, I wouldn't say nobody's seen it. I think everyone's seen it. I think they chose to ignore it. And the only close game they had on a moving wicket where they could, they were actually in, like, actually competing turned out to be the final. Right. But the, but my point is, I think, look, when there's some spice in wickets, everyone's going to struggle a little bit, right? Like, I mean, you know, on that same wicket, like, no, in, I agree. batting struggle. They didn't, didn't struggle. I, and I'm talking about the India-England game now, not not the 2019 World Cup. But like, yeah, hey, that, that that was a wicket where India should have easily, even with the the movement, should have gotten to like 270, 280, and they ended up getting to 229. So, so it's not an England failure. It's just a truism about cricket that when there's that batting will struggle when the pitch will is is better. No, I agree, but. Despite all of that, and you're saying India got to a below pass score, I thought 230 was a below pass score. I thought England should have chased that down, hands down. The point we're trying to get at here is they were so bad, they lost by a hundred runs. And I told you halfway through, I think I said I think India are winning this. Um, but I think the, the yeah, I think what's really happened. It's not. I don't think it's oh England are struggling with conditions or moving pitches or whatever. I think England just aren't a good team right now, and they've they've whether it's just severe bad luck of all their key players being in bad form at the same time. Whether it's Root, Besto, Stokes, Butler. I mean, Butler was a huge part of why they won the 2019 World Cup, and he's had he has 150 this this tournament. Um, you know. Stokes missed a couple of matches and then as, even once he's come back has not really done done anything. Root hasn't done anything. Milan has won. I think Milan's the only one to hit a century for them so far. And uh, that was against and Bangladesh. That was, and, and yeah, exactly. That was against Bangladesh and that was one innings. Other than that, yeah, like like that whole that that whole top six, which is what you rely on, is just not performing at, at the same time. And I think any team's gonna struggle. They're just and they, what? And now the the other problem is they haven't diagnosed why they're not why they're struggling. Like why is it just that? Okay, we're we oh, we're, oh, we're actually, trying to actually, actually on that note, it, not diagnosed why they're struggling. Owen Morgan had something very interesting to say. He said that look, this is a team that's won two World Cups in two separate formats. It's rare for this to keep happening over and over again, repeatedly to some for a team that's been proven to be good, which they have. Let's be honest. They have. Um, but he said there's something else going on in there. It, you, They can't keep failing like this over and over again. Something else is going on. Well, Morgan was insinuating that there's like, you know, the squad isn't together or something, which I would be really surprised 
with because this is the same squ- a, a good chunk of the squad plays together in in the tests. Uh, like they, you know, they, there's no reason for the squad to not be like you know for there to be a risk or something. Um, yeah, it, something something might be going on behind the scenes, but it I I think it's just yeah maybe they're just shattered by the amount of cricket they played and at the same time with the lack of ODI and list state cricket that they've played, which is which we touched on last time, maybe they just yeah, it's it's, it's good. There's no answer here because it's like yeah, it's inexplicable. Yeah, basically the whole part is what the fuck was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we we've just looked at England and been like, what the fuck was that? And, and that has happened from the first game of the tournament against New Zealand throughout, basically. Yeah. They're getting out. They're an attacking team that's getting out to defensive shots. Then they hear about the fact that they're getting out to defensive shots. So now they're getting out to attacking shots. Like there's no, there's no method to the madness here. No, not at all. And I mean, nothing can sum it up more than Joru's dismissal. Forget Stokes. Joru, first ball tries to sort of walk across his crease to a one that walks in from Bumrah to swings in from Bumrah, gets pinned on the crease, and then decides to review it. And everybody and their dog, blind dog would tell you that was hitting the middle of the middle. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, all right, to give give credit to the Indian bowlers as well. I think, I mean, Shami oh, and Bumra bowl like a no, no, team. No, no, I, but, no. I, but, I, yeah. I, listen, I thought the Indian bowlers were fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But they've been fantastic throughout the tournament. I mean, look what they did to Pakistan on a way flatter wicket. But that's not the point we're trying to get at. I think, the, yeah, I think the problem is India, England just haven't figured out any sort of strategy here. Like, again, when you're, you know, 230 is an easy chase. I mean, it's, you can struggle a little bit, but overall for a batting line of that quality, it's an easy chase. So just figure out, and once you're hit, hitting quality bowling, or sorry, once you're facing quality bowling, just figure out how to, like, survive for a bit. Um, and, and you know, weather out the storm and then, you know, chase down 240 overs if you have to. That's that's still not hard for you. Um yeah, there's just uh, he, like I don't. I just don't think they're planning their games at all. Like, I, I mean, how do you get out? How do you get bowled out by, for 156 by Sri Lanka? Like, I just Sri Lanka's bowling attack, which you know, I know I said last time that hey, the the injuries might actually be a blessing in disguise because they, I think their bowling attack is, at that time was better than what it had been in early in the earlier stages of the tournament. But 156, are you are you serious? Like, you can't get to on. On a Bangalore pitch that was doing a little bit sure, but like you can't get a two fifty on that. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Any excuse that England have is now basically moot, and now we have decided that we are going to end this conversation about England by calling them bass bollocks. That's it. Bass bollocks. <laughs> I have one. I have one request of the England team to somehow beat Australia so that we can just for the. Miracle story of, of Afghanistan making Afghanistan, which is the semi-final. We'll, we'll get to Afghanistan yeah. in a second. But first, I want to go across the, the next team that has been absolutely trashed in this tournament. I know it isn't Pakistan. I know which one you... I knew you weren't saying Pakistan and I know which one you were going to say. <laughs> of course. But I'll, I'll let I you know. take it away. I, I, okay. On that note, we are going to talk about Bangladesh because they have been absolutely awful and nothing embodies them more than that defeat to the Netherlands. But there, is a, there was an article that popped up from cricket.com. Uh, I'm just going to read out one 
absolutely shocking stat um, that that came up from them. Hang on, just give me a minute to find it. it look, this is a stat that came up, and it, it's quite appalling. But just have a look at this for a second. This is the what we would call the non-boundary strike rate. And bear in mind that Bangladesh's boundary balls here are only 10.4%. So if you're not hitting a boundary, so your strike rate should be, I would say, between 50 and 60 to have some sort of idea. Right? Yeah. Just to, just just for like just, reference yeah. sense, it's like if you hit if you hit a boundary every ten balls, the other nine balls you're getting like five or six runs, basically. Five or six runs, right? Now, your boundary ball percentage is ten point four one, which is the lowest outside of the Netherlands. Right? That's against pace and against spin it's forty six, whereas the Netherlands have a much higher non boundary strike rate, but they have a higher boundary percentage. This is against spin. This is something that Bangladesh is supposed to be good at playing. Bear in mind. Right? Um, you look at everybody else, they're a lot higher. A lot, lot higher. But that is appalling. 41 as a non-boundary strike rate. Wow. It epitomizes their struggle so much. And, that, and, and the goes, point you touched on, it, the point of that article was just that, you know, Bangladesh cricket, especially, you know, their home games are so... Spin friendly, and that's a formula which you know, as, yeah. as on its own, I don't really have a problem with. But it's like if you are so heavy on all right, our spinners are going to win us the game, uh, in our conditions, it's like the it, it makes no sense that the reverse doesn't work. That okay, we also we are good at playing spin, that like they don't seem to just they seem to be as bad at playing spin as all their opponents are, yeah. Um, first of all, before I go on, shout out to two people, Sumesh Agarwal for writing that article. That's on cricket.com. And secondly, Gurkirat Singhil for pointing this out on Twitter. So on X or Twitter or whatever the hell you want to call it. But yeah. Formerly um, known as Twitter. Formerly known as Twitter. But yeah, thanks to both of those guys. I wouldn't have found it otherwise. Um, and yeah, I mean... Really? You have to shit on Bangladesh? I don't. I don't need to find reasons to shit on Bangladesh. They pre-exist. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me let me let me rephrase. You wouldn't have been searching for like evidence to back up your or to enhance the way you can sit on Bangladesh. No, it fell into my lap. Why would I want to do that? Look, Bangladesh has been <laughs> Shaki Bob bust, bust for a while. Then Shakib decided to go to. To Dhaka and come back because sorry, uh, he decided to go back to East Bengal and come back. I don't even want to refer to them as a country anymore. They are just East Bengal. Um, <laughs> You're taking this a little too far. Yeah. Listen, let me just let me please. <laughs> Man, they're fucking awful. They've been so bad in this tournament. It's not even funny. Nothing epitomizes it more than Tanzid Hassan, who has come in as this great Bangladeshi hope for being the next Ami Mekbal. What has he managed? 150 on a feather bed against India, where he got spanked. And uh, that's it. I think the rest of his scores, the highest score after that has been 17. 
I mean, I, I think that's harsh to single him out specifically because. No, I think I, I don't think I, I'm not saying I, I'm I'm just saying that that is the truth. They've been awful. The only time they did the only time they won a game was when Shakib took four. So again, there's there's Shakib and or Bas basically, but there's Shakib or Bas, and they have not found one batsman of note post the Shakib and Mushfiq and Tamim generation. Yeah, I mean the only century again this this edition is Mamadoulas again from that same generation. So yeah, from that the, same generation, the new, new generation of batting. To be fair, some of them have turned out into decent Test players. Uh, someone like Lytton Das and and even Mahdi as an all rounder. Can, yeah, you know, but yes, in limited overs, they're really not. They, they really haven't found anyone with that. You know, for a team that reached, remember, eight years ago, they beat England and reached the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Yeah, and they've kind of just gone backwards since then. Gone completely backwards since then. A large part of that, obviously, is down to the fact that they have not tried to develop their batting, their fast bowling. The only thing that they've worried about is left arm spin. Which now look. I'm just going to raise Sri Lanka as a point here. Sri Lanka had a history of okay, decent cricketers, nothing fancy, but when they won the World Cup, they had a style of play, right? <clears throat> they had a style of play. They had the personnel to pull off that style of play, and they had a very decent bowling attack, right? Which was reliant on spin, yes, but two very different spinners. If you look at that 1916, I mean, also I think they had a, you know, with people like Arvind and Arjuna, they had a Good. They had good players. I wouldn't say they were like decent, but nothing special. Those are, you're trying those to tell are, me that Mushfi. You're one minute. You're trying to tell me that Mushfiqur uh, Rahim and Shakib Al Hasan aren't decent players. This and this is bearing in mind. One minute. Bearing in mind everything you said on the last episode about it. I stand by everything I've said about Shakib as an all-time great all-rounder. I'm just saying, like when you're saying, oh, Sri Lanka was a had a history of decent but not special players, but like. No, they. This is a team like Arvinda was isn't is one of Sri Lanka's all-time greats. So is so is Arjuna. Um, uh, you're talking about a team that had Murli. Then you go down the line. You have people like Sangakara and and uh, and Jayawardena come in. Like those are, I I just I think that that characterization of Sri Lanka is unfair. They've always had really good let, players. Let Let me give you a stat, small stat. Sri Lanka. Became a test playing nation in 1982. They won a World Cup in 1996. They had and still do, by the way, have a population of 60 million people. Can you take a wild guess what Bangladesh's population is? But I, this just feels yeah. like an irrelevant conversation. Let me, let me like, finish. No, no, one minute. Just, just give me a no. figure, and I'll tell you what point I'm getting at. I I don't know the number. I don't know Bangladesh's population. I know it's a lot higher than Sri Lanka's. I just don't think that's that's got any relevance ha- in this conversation. No, no. I'll tell you what. It, I'll tell you the relevance. There were hundred million people more. Hundred million more opportunities to find cricketers good enough to do something. Also, also, I agree. I don't want to get into the whole big three conversation, but um, they could do better than this. They can absolutely do better than this. I'm, the point is, I think if I'm not expecting them. I'm not. Ex- we have to be realistic. We have to be realistic. I'm not expecting them to win the World Cup. Also, remember, Sri Lanka did it in 14 years. Bangladesh have been a Test playing team for 
I mean, how long did it take India from the time they got test status to winning a World Cup? I, I don't like. To be fair, the World Cup didn't exist for very long when India did win. It was only the third edition. <laughs> so, and also that's a separate story because I was doing a deep dive with Ian about the world's. So the we were doing a sort of world eleven based on the best people. Uh, so basically, a world eleven of. Just call it a World Cup eleven. That's what it was. A World Cup eleven of you no know, of winning World Cup players, people that had won the World Cup as players, not teams, right? And here's the funny thing: out of that 1983 team, forget honorable mentions. There was not one that even other than Kapil Dev. There was not one player that even found a way to be mentioned. They were that crap. And they still won a World Cup. I mean, I think I wouldn't like to have been part of this conversation because I think someone like Amarnath, for example, should definitely be mentioned. Um, yeah, but, but we are being sidetracked. We'll, we'll get we'll 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 get that. We're being sidetracked. We're being sidetracked. I think I think the argument you the, the comparison you're trying to draw to Sri Lanka I don't think really holds because whether it's the population or the talent or whatever the point is Sri Lanka's had really good teams in the past. You know, even in the in the short period as between test status and winning the world cup they had as a test team they also pulled off some really uh, good results i think look at that separately that's happened but separately hang on, hang on, i think hang on, just... hang on hang on hang on till 1971 bangladesh had representation in the pakistani cricket team simple as that so they have okay that's, that, a... that, this is still i still don't get your, your point is very like okay that's still not representative of of only bangladesh and no, all no. of all of bangladesh I, I agree. Okay, let's just move on from this. Oh. This is going around us. This is going around in circles oh. as well. Yeah. So, 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 how many? How many East Pakistanis were in the have played for Pakistan? How many? Like, is it? Did they ever have eleven test class test class players? I doubt. I think there was only three or four. I don't. I'm not not sure on the stats exactly. for that one. Yeah. Exactly. Don't very many. I, I think. Look, here's the thing. I. I completely agree with the fact that Bangladesh has not developed their their uh, talent properly over the last decade or so. That's uh, the point I'm trying to get at, and they have the talent. You just, you just, yeah, and you. The point is, you just did a really dumb way of. You went about it in a really dumb way, trying to compare yeah, it to it's... Sri Lanka and whatever population, blah blah blah. Like it just. <laughs> One minute, it, it's Bangladesh. Is there a smart way of doing it? Yes. You 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 started off smart. You pointed out stats, and you pointed out like, and we talked about oh the like they're not developing how to play against Spain and all of that. All of that was was smart analysis. And then you decided to go off on some sociological tangent for God knows what reason. <laughs> okay, coming back to the the actual serious perspective of this, the point here is that Bangladesh are not just poor; they are piss poor in ODI cricket. Like it, it takes. It takes some level of crap to be worse than the Netherlands, who are not even a fucking test-playing nation. I mean, a lot. Of, here's the thing, a lot. I, yeah, I, like I. Not that I. You're right. It, it does take some level to be that much worse than Netherlands on the day. Yeah. I think a lot of yeah. the ODI. So a lot of these teams that are ODI specialists, almost limited over specialists, they get a lot of cricket in, and that that puts them in good stead. Whereas Bangladesh. Because here's the thing, Bangladesh aren't playing the other non-test playing nations, right? Like Netherlands, are, 
Netherlands isn't playing quality op- uh, opposition, but they're still getting their games against, say, uh, Kenya or uh, Scotland or whatever. And it's not some huge volume. Bangla- but- One minute, Bangladesh are playing people like the West Indies, Zimbabwe, Ireland. It's not like they're not playing test-playing nations. They're playing... Bear in mind, bear in mind, bear in mind. You compare... Okay, fine. Forget Sri Lanka. Compare Afghanistan and Bangladesh in this World Cup. They are, they are poles apart. And I mean poles yeah. apart. That Afghan team no, has... No. It's not overachieved. Get, don't get me wrong. They have not overachieved. They are doing exactly... They are exactly... They're getting exactly what they deserve. That's how good they are. Hang on. I need, I'm just doing a very quick stack, stat check to back up my point. If it, if my if the stats don't back up my point, then I'll stop. Never mind. Never mind. The stats don't back up my point. Let's go on. No, now I want to know what your fucking point was. I was trying to say that Netherlands have actually played a lot more, or actually played a decent volume of overall cricket, but Bangladesh has still played more ODIs in the last uh, two years. So amazing! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know who we need? We need Chopka Chudini. <laughs> Anyways. Um, they've been trashed. They've, they're probably... And I know how bad England have been. And we're surprised by that. I am not surprised by how bad Bangladesh have been. At all. No. I, I mean, I expected them to do a little better than this. Like, I would have expected them to beat Net- the Netherlands. I would have expected them to beat Afghanistan. I would have expected them to... Be a little bit more competitive against the other teams. So by that, yeah, by that token, I'm. Hey, I'm still hoping. Again, the the goal here is to get Afghanistan into the semi-finals, which, apart from the England win against Australia, would also probably need a Bangladesh win against Australia. So I'm still hoping for that. I'm hoping for one rousing performance. Seems unlikely. Anyway, um, moving on. Right. Yeah. So uh, sh- we we've, we've shat on England. We've shat on Bangladesh. There's only one team left to shit on. No, okay. So we can't even go on about them without discussing the controversy that's occurred. By the way, Inzamamul Haq has apparently quit as chief selector um, because uh, uh, he apparently had a conflict of interest because he represents the same company that uh, represents all of Bangladesh. Uh, sorry, all of Pakistan's top talent. Oh, that's today's news, by the way. Um, so that's uh, it's like with Eric Ten Hag and his his uh, talent agency representing all the players he wants to sign. Yeah, okay. However, that works. Anyway, let's not talk about United. It's depressing. <laughs> anyway, um, Pakistan. That game against South Africa was. I have to say, I as good as I thought the New Zealand. Um, Australia game was man, that was such a fucking wild ride, and it was so. Oh yeah, I think both the South African game was a, was a better game, and yeah, I thought yeah. it was a better game. I thought I, I always find this with ODIs where I think that if it's a two fifty slash two seventy kind of score, those produce the best cricket games. Because Samit Wal has actually put Samit Wal has actually put an article out in Cricket for just saying exactly this, uh, and and actually the stats back it up also. You get more close games. Um, in that, like, when there's a team chasing that amount of runs, but also I think it's because um, it's uh, it's it's just you get a bit of everything. Where you got South Africa trying to just blitz it in the middle, and then 
that didn't work and then suddenly they're like oh we're ahead of the rate but we're losing wickets and then everything has to slow down and then it becomes like a bit of a test match where pakistan are trying to attack but uh, i have to say babar azam has got to be one of the worst captains i've ever seen in my life There's been a lot of that going around right now, but I have to say, I, and I made this prediction at the start of the tournament. I know it's not been on air, but I did make this prediction, and you'll back me up on this. Where did say Baba is going to have a tough tournament because I don't think he's as good as he's made out to be, and I, and that so far has been proven because he's got a couple of fifties and he's just not gone on, and they're over reliant on Rizwan. Iftikhar is the only properly aggressive batsman they have. The spinners have been awful. Harris Rauf. As good as he is, he's been leaking runs left, right, and center. And Shaheen still hasn't fully recovered from an injury. And the funny thing was, the bright spark in that game was Mohammad Wasim Jr., who cramped up when he bowled seven overs. So he clearly wasn't fit enough. So uh, if so, facto, basically, Pakistan need to eat less biryani. Listen, uh, just as a public service announcement, I I want to make it clear that no one should ever have to eat less biryani. <laughs> I know, but but there was there let and let people eat let whoever eat however much biryani they want. Uh, I don't care if you're in the middle of a high performance sporting event. Uh, there, there was there was a, uh, there was a tweet from um, earlier in the tournament where uh, you know how how how. Uh, Pakistan had the lowest number of sixes hit in the power play. Yes. I think till Shafiq, till Shafiq hit one in the South Africa game. I don't think they hit a six in the power they play. They hadn't before. hit. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah. It was something like fourteen games. Well, I mean, this is this has been even when they were supposedly good T Twenty side in the last couple of years. We just we this was the weakness that everyone pointed out. It's like uh, okay. They can accumulate, but can they really accelerate? Or can the top order? It's not even can they accelerate at the end. They have is it, will the top order end up wasting too many deliveries before the acceleration can happen? Um, and that's a weakness. And even in Rizwan's game, and he's the he's the he's their uh, you know their gun batsman for both formats. Um, yeah, they uh, they just haven't. I think their template for ODI batting just is kind of getting shown up here. I, I actually you know what I I have a lot of sympathy for Rizwan because he doesn't really have much support. Even Babar doesn't score quickly enough for him. No, I agree with you, but I just think I think overall, and you know, this is why when we talk about Babar's captaincy, for example, like the the decision to send Iftikhar up the order against South Africa, it's turned out to be a really bad decision because obviously now you're you're stuck with you know if it doesn't come off, you're stuck with a lot of bowlers trying to make up the runs at the end of the innings, and it didn't work out. They, you know, they probably could have gotten ten, fifteen more runs had. If it had been around the muscle that day, but you are, it's it's addressing the problem we're talking about, right? Like they don't get enough hitting up the order, so they send no, it but, slightly, but, slightly but One minute, one minute, one minute. All that aside, they got bowled out in forty-seven overs. They had two and a half overs left to play in that game. They could have easily batted it out and gotten on the fifteen runs. Even sensibly, yes, they didn't but, need to do that. I mean, I, you, I get the not, point. I get the point that everybody's trying to make. The point is who are you who are you relying on at the end of that to to bat, like you saw it against you saw India against England and like okay they just about eked out you know thanks to 
Boomerang and Kuldeep just about eked it out to the last to, to the end that, of the innings. But, but that's exactly but that's exactly my point. Now I'm not okay. If England had been any better, that might have been a close game. Let's be honest. But let's get to the point yeah. here. So the, the the simple fact of the matter is, whatever said and done, India batted out the fifty overs. They may yeah, not have also, got. I think that I think we're comparing like like in you know Bumrah not getting out or Kuldeep not getting out in within their first ten deliveries. It's kind of like a freakish thing to happen, right? It's not something you rely on. And and we got just it, it, it's all right. This is. It's not luck, but you know, sports has variance. Things happen that aren't supposed to happen, or you don't expect to happen. We got positive variance with with um, with Bumrah and Kuldeep batting out a good three overs at the end or four overs at the and, end. I mean, negative variance is England. You could just that's just a direct correlation. Exactly, but and and so the fact that the last three four battles for Pakistan couldn't bat it till couldn't make it till the fiftieth over. I mean, yes, you say hey, instead of Shah- Shaheen, who's known for some a little bit of lower order hitting, if he sticks around, maybe they get ten fifteen more runs. But that's not his job. Is any and you no, also no. like why you? I agree, it's not his job. I, I I agree, it's not his job. And also, cricket's one of those rare sports where you have bat where you have people trying to to do a skill that they're terrible at. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think, like I said, all that matters is for the the captaincy decision. There was Babar sending Iftikhar up the order. If it comes off, they get those. They don't get fifteen extra runs. They get thirty extra runs, and they probably win that game. So it's more like, and we're sitting here at the end of the game saying, oh, uh, like it, they, you know, like we're it's a result based analysis rather than a process based analysis, right? And and I don't think the process there was not. When you had a Babar's captaincy in terms of like. Not having a slip for his bowlers at the end, for his spin bowlers at the I end. I was more, I was, I was, I was more appalled by that and the fact that in that situation he decided instead of bowling Osama Mir, who'd been pretty decent, to give it to Nawaz. Yeah. So the bowling changes, the fielding placements, all of that, I will. Yeah, but I think the some of I the mean, batting strategies you just hampered no, no. by the quality of the players. I agree, but when you're in a situation where you're actively, you're basically a half an inch DRS call away from winning the game, and then you decide to take the lowest possible percentage bet. Yeah, I, those decisions are inexplicable. Right? It's like, exactly. I mean, and that I, was appalling. Not having a slip. Would you want to cut in that rant or not? <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> It's just too long. It's too long. You need to give give it the cliff notes. I mean, those two went after Rizwan. I have no idea why. No, and, even and, the even the one with where they're going on about about Baba's captaincy. Oh my <laughs> god, that was hilarious. But no, as somebody very rightly said on Twitter, ki, uh, forget about anything else. I think everybody in India should just learn Hindi slash Urdu. Simply to listen to Pakistani cricket Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very fair point. <laughs> the, the the clips you get from uh, from Pakistani talk shows. Forget the actually forget even the talk shows. The talk shows are hilarious, but even just people tweeting, it's so funny. The fans, nice. Pakistan cricket fans, are hilarious. Pakistan cricket fans have just decided that. And I remember after the last World Cup. Again, the, the the game against India where they got battered. Uh, everyone was moaning about their diet and how Sarfraz is an idiot and this and that. <laughs> Nothing has compared <laughs> to this. 
that was what that is that we just all that happened is that we just we've come to the same point for years later yeah but the, the funny bit was that was one day and they went quiet after that game was done you know there was that one day where they all everybody went ape shit and there was that put up a hands on hips sorry makter me shout out to him by the way um and 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 this this time it's like it is literally the whole tournament and also nothing sums up pakistani fielding more than that ramiz raja comment from uh i don't think it was the game against south africa it was the one before that against afghanistan where he literally says imamul haq is fielding at short cover or extra cover and he said izwamul haq has said uh, sorry izwan ramiz raja said this on air he has said that <laughs> imamul haq is a specialist in diving over the ball <laughs> anyway that's the last we're going to have on pakistan that one was practically done yeah i mean the funniest the, the, the funniest and dumbest thing about this 10 team format is that uh, technically speaking no team even now even england is not mathematically el- eliminated i think bangladesh might be the only team that's actually officially out of it um but yeah we, we don't we don't see pakistan making it Okay, we have only two more things to talk about. I- I'm gonna, we'll just breeze through them. Um, so we have number one. We have obviously that crazy game between Australia and New Zealand. Australia, bro! Wow, what was that? Um, I mean, Travis had coming back being a hundred. That wasn't surprising, but dude, Rachin Ravindra is an absolute star. Yeah, he's actually living. Can you imagine being named after two of the greatest cricketers of all time, and at the age of twenty-two or however old Rachin Ravindra is, he's actually almost kind of living up to it so far. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic! What a player, and what a prospect for New Zealand. I mean, listen, for somebody who who have been constantly, constantly punching above their weight, this is a fabulous cricket team, an absolutely yeah. fabulous cricket team. Oh, I mean, you said you said it. Last time, right? It's like they're not punching over their weight. They're like, this is their weight oh, class. Now. This is yeah. their weight class now. They're a great team, and I mean, yeah, they're just they're just fantastic. Honestly, just fantastic. And that game was proof of how good it could be in Australia. I mean, Australia won, but they bye bye a nap, as uh, Mark Nicholas said on commentary, by the narrowest of margins, not the barest. <laughs> It's that was that was telling. It, it was it, it was a it was a strange kind of game as well. Because it was, because um, Australia, prob- the way Australia started, the, the way Warner and Travis had started, and Travis had the way he went on, for, by the first ever World Cup game scores that crazy of a century. The way they started, they probably got could have gotten to like four thirty, four forty, something like that. They easily passed four hundred. New Zealand pulled it back in the middle by a lot, and then somehow Pat Cummins takes them to to that to to their final score. um it's actually it's actually kind of ironic the two batters who brought new zealand closest are also probably the two players responsible for Aus- australia scoring that many runs uh, at the end because it was um cuz josh english josh english josh english hit hit a ball out of uh, off of nisham's bowling that and, Nisham, and it was that an was absolute dolly yeah that over went for 26 and it started off with ravinder dropping a dolly, dolly. that let cummins come on strike that let that let Cummins come on strike when it would have been stark otherwise 
because uh, English would have been out. And then come in, they hit the rest of that over for like 20 runs or whatever. And that's that's ended up making a difference. But New Zealand, you know, finally got it right because I, I think we were alluding to this on the last part as well that Chapman was just not doing enough with that number seven slot. Um, yeah. And they swapped him out, they brought in Jimmy Nishin and what a difference he's made. Yeah, I mean, instantly, I, you know, his first over, he got the wicket of, uh, now I'm forgetting, but I know it was an important wicket, I'm just forgetting who he got. Oh, it was Maxwell, I think. Um, yeah, it was Maxwell, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then obviously with the bat, yeah. With, with the bat, like coming, come, he, he, he's come like within inches on the bat, of, if he timed that full toss from start instead of getting uh, oh, run out of it. Run he, out, he, yeah. He yeah. Um, oh, man. Um, oh, those are two guaranteed semi-finalists for me. I, I, I don't see. I don't see Australia. The funniest thing is, if if New Zealand would have won that game, Afghanistan and Australia would have been level on, on points right now. That would have been wild. Um, yeah. But and oh, okay, so that was that game, and then uh, we have to talk about tonight. I, unfortunately for me, I've been out, so I haven't seen a ball of it. But have you? Uh, the Afghanistan Sri Lanka game. Yeah, I have not, but I also also because the game ended before I even woke up. So, literally, I've 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 woken up at nine o'clock and I've looked at the scores like, oh, okay, they need ten runs in like five overs or whatever it was. I'm like, okay, okay this game is over. So they had I I did check the scorecards. Uh, Faruqi picked up four today, which was a surprise. And and it's a big, uh, I mean, good. Good selection there, right? Because he came in for this game uh, in in place of Noor Ahmed. Again, they you know made Afghanistan strength is their spin bowling, but they just took the call. Okay, we're taking out one of our spinners, and we have to get Farooqi in. Pays off immediately. We did actually. We did discuss this earlier. It was um, they've they've got pretty much every other base covered, but can their fast bowlers do it? Proof. Yeah, and you know. Pune is one of the better pitches for to, to, like it's not it's easy to just go yeah it is also just not easy to go guns all guns blazing for the for the batting um, so just overall though it's like they cruised that chase they just weren't troubled at all and I think that's what it's just they've taken they've leveled up a little bit in this tournament as a, as a team just the way they've batted and this is after Gurbaz getting out in the first over by the way um, oh yeah no that, I mean. I mean, they look, they're a good enough team, man. Like, there's no question about it. They're an absolutely yeah. good enough team. They've got the best spin attack in the world. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, that's what statement. it is. Whole statement. Yeah, it's well, it's not according to me. It's according to Shahid. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's Afghanistan for you. Uh, Netherlands, the Netherlands. Uh, I'm just going through the remaining games here. They're, they've got the Netherlands next, which they you expect them to win. Uh, Australia, you don't expect them to win, but if they pull off a result there, then they in with a serious shot at, at making the final. The big, they're two points behind Australia, and there's a big gap in in the net run rate because Australia obviously have just had these had two uh, sorry three straight totals of three fifty plus, so they've been they've just been beasting it. Um, I mean, and then that, that, that net runner, no, but also Australia's net run is only going to get better because they're playing England. <laughs> no, here's the thing: we are hoping that England wins. <laughs> it's one of those rare occasions. <laughs> it's one of those rare occasions where we're hoping England wins. 
yeah, okay. I mean, be interesting hey, to see. Afghanistan, I, I, it's it's going to be tough because Afghanistan's last two games are Australia and South Africa. You don't expect them to win either. Also, quick, before we move on to the awards, obviously, quick word on the Netherlands. I mean, two wins in the tournament was two more than I would have expected them to get. So, And they've been co- competitive in other games. They were competitive against Pakistan. They were competitive against Sri Lanka. No, they've been fabulous. Um, wins over Bangladesh, wins over South Africa. You know what? You know what would be the real feather in the cherry for them? Feather in the cap, feather... Cherry on the cake, all of that jazz. Good job, good job getting your uh, your your idioms. I've had a lot to drink. I, I I needed some uh, help with that. Um, uh, what happens if they turn over England? That nah, that would be quite funny. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? And what a fall from grace that would be. Um, right. You one, uh, this is not related to Bangladesh or sorry to New Zealand or Netherlands or Afghanistan or whatever. But I've just seen a tweet come up about Pakistan's qualification scenario and the results they need. Oh, do, you know, do you want to do you want to know what they need? Okay, so they need they need to beat they need to win all all three of their games: Bangladesh, New Zealand, and England. Uh, they need England, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh all to beat Australia. Probably not happening, but that's for the sake of it. Discontinuing. They need New Zealand to beat Sri Lanka. Probably would happen. They need India to beat the Netherlands. Again, probably happening. They need uh, South Africa and Sri Lanka to both beat Afghanistan, which is not happening anymore. Um, and they need one of India or Bangladesh to beat Sri Lanka. Yeah, I don't see any of that happening. But anyway... Um... I don't think that order is going to happen. Also, before again, last last thing before we move on, we haven't spoken about them. But uh, as bad as England were, I thought India were great. I mean, they were fantastic with the ball. Everybody chimed in. The big news, of course, is that Hardik Pandya is going to be missing until the semi-final. It changes the the team balance by a lot, and we saw it in this game. The, the, uh, like. Uh... That 230 could have easily been 250, 270. Not that it ended up mattering because England are so bad, but yeah. Um, yeah. But also, um, difficult conditions. I thought they did pretty well until... I mean, there was some seriously dumb shots in there. I mean, KL Rahul, um, Shreyas hired. Even Kohli's was a bit of a silly one. Um, yeah. Uh, I think there was just a... This is the, it's important to note this is the first time they were batting first the entire tournament. Um, yeah. And I, and I think the idea was probably just to impose themselves a bit, see, you know, aim for 300, which on that, 300 on that pitch, again, as so happened, 230 on that pitch was a winning score. But 300 on that pitch, I think the par score there was about 250, 270. So 300 is like your guaranteed win. Um, they were aiming for that. They felt, you know, people just fell short with some really bad batting. Uh, it was just bad selection of shots. But, I don't mind them going for it. I think no, I, I want to see them. You, you also. And- I, I, I think this tournament is going to come down to this because you did see some adaptability from them where once the couple of wickets went, Rohit Sharma changed gears. And he changed gears down, which impressed me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's how he used to bat before this latest cycle of ODIs, right? Where he's in the last couple of years where he's really ramped up his uh, early innings hitting. But. 
if you remember, this is what Rohit Sharma always used to do. He used to let Shikhar take on the attack early on. And not that Shikhar was the same level as what Rohit's doing now. But Shikhar used to be a lot more aggressive and then Rohit would settle in and then come in and start hitting later. Um, so, he, he, you know, it's part of his game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've also seen him do it in test cricket where like, you know, when a lot of the other players are struggling and he just like, just uh, survives and then pulls out great innings. No, no, but I I, I think it was great game awareness. And I think this is where um, you'll see differences between the top three where the captains can switch down gears uh, or switch up gears depending on what the situation is. Somebody like Tom Latham as well can change to a more attacking sort of vibe and Roy did it brilliantly. I thought... Yeah. To be honest, to be honest, the top three or four, the captaincy has been fantastic, and that's been one of the big differences between the rest of everybody else. Um, even Bahuma the other night was great against Pakistan. Bahuma was great. Um, Markram was vice captain of that side. He also showed that kind of being able to change gears, though he should have stuck around to the end and, and really made that chase a lot more simpler than it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, in his case, I think that shot was. Somewhat almost justified, but yeah. Again, I, I, I think I, I think I've just had a had this change now where I just don't criticize attacking shots anymore. If you're in a, in no. a, in in ODIs and in T20s especially, like if you if you see a shot, if you see a ball that you can hit and you get out trying to hit it, I'm fine with that. Like match situation, wickets in hand, blah blah blah. Look. Runs, runs and boundaries, especially on the premium here. If you see, if you see a chance that, and you're backing yourself to get it, if it's just a matter of okay, you executed a shot poorly, that I don't blame you for that. I think it goes back to my point again about um, the stat that we brought up about, about Bangladesh and the boundary percentages and how low they were, and also the non-boundary strike rate, which was, you know, we've all seen that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think that's. I, I think this tournament is one where the adaptable teams will do better. And the three teams that are there, uh, leaving out South Africa, I think the three teams that are, you know, in the top four, India, Australia and New Zealand, all have different gears to their batting where they've got proper batsmen in the middle. Remember South Africa, uh, sorry, South Africa is the only one that I don't think can change gears as easily. Although Markram did sure he could do it, but he seemed to be the only one. Whereas India and India, New Zealand and Australia all have players that can go up and down the gears. Kohli can go down gears. Rahul can go down gears. Latham and Mitchell can both go down gears. And Australia have Labashain and Smith. So it shows you that there is still the, there is still a place for traditional batsmen in water cricket. Yeah, and again, we we touched on this last time. Like ODI, this idea that ODI is just being an extension of T20s. It's just every single time it's we been, get into a tournament like this. Yeah, yeah it's being proven. You'll get your 400s or some, sometime a team threatening 500. You'll get those matches occasionally. But quite often, you just need someone to get your 100 off of 110 balls rather than 100 off of 40. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Um I think that's about all we we have. Um, any changes to your semi-final predictions? If I'm trying, if if my semi-final predictions were India, New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, then no. I'm just trying to remember because I re- I remember talking before the tournament. I said England, but clearly that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I said England as well, and 
wow, that's been a surprise. But anyway, yeah. I, I think we're going to stick to those four for now. On yeah. that very, but, very but, happy. But we're hoping for Afghanistan. We are hoping for the. We are we're hoping. hoping we're hoping for Afghanistan. We're hoping for the greatest underdog story ever. Um, there was one very politically incorrect comment I saw, but I don't think I should put it out into the universe. <laughs> don't. Good. Good job. Let's not. It, it, obviously, it, it obviously involves the Taliban, so I'm not going there. Okay, this is good. You are. You have developed more in the last few years than Bangladesh cricket has. Good job. Listen, I think my cricket has developed more since I've turned 30 than Bangladesh cricket has in the last 15 years. <laughs> on, that, uh, on, on that very happy note, it is now time to swing into my favorite segment of the evening. What is it? What is it? What is it? It is the Nobles Cricket Awards. Take it away. Uh, the one I think we were just discussing this. I'm not sure that we have like some uh, some specific award to give out to, but I the one I really want to give a shout out to the PCB, the Pakistan Cricket Board, <laughs> which in the middle of in the middle of this tournament decided it needed to release a statement throwing Babar and Inzamam under the bus. Uh, it's like <laughs> just. Like Pakistani even, cricket man, the gift that keeps on giving. There's an end up going on on the pitch or within the setup where like, you know, they're getting the tactics wrong and players aren't performing up to that. Whatever. Pakistan's cricket board deciding it needs to put out a statement saying, oh, please cheer for the team. But also, uh, the captain isn't doing good. Selector, captain and selector got their team. Got, they, they want it. So if you don't want to cheer for the team and want to blame anyone, don't blame us, blame them. Yar, ek minute, yar. I have to go back to that uh, that incredible tweet um, where they just while you while you do that, it's funny because then then Mickey Arthur has come out literally publicly saying after that statement has come out like yeah Pakistan obviously they're just trying to cover their asses. Can you imagine he's a coach of the Pakistan team and he's saying this about his board publicly like oh they're gonna blame Baba they're gonna blame us because they just they just want to cover their asses. One minute. Like, uh, like, I, I actually have a tweet of the week that this is an award that I kind of want to give. Okay, go for it. Uh, oh, just give me a hot second while it loads. I found it. I'm pretty sure I've sent it to you. I don't think you've seen it just yet. Alright, well now I'll see it now. You'll see it now. Are you ready? Are Amazing. you ready? Here we go. <laughs> oh man. Um Okay. I'm just gonna read this out just for just for our audio listeners, but audio listeners. See, you can't even. You can't even <laughs> Pushka, you win, bro. You win. You just win. Okay. Are you gonna you able to read this out? Really? Go for it. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, we should do one of those. Uh, have you seen those comedy skits where, like, they, they try telling really dumb jokes to make the other person laugh, and if you laugh, you have to drink or something? We should do that once. Next time. Also, by, uh, by the way, if we ever do that, we're getting hammered. 
<laughs> yeah, you and I laugh way too easily. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, please read uh, this out for the audio. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. So this tweet says, Shami's theme position is such that he can even make Karan Johar's trick. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. And just how we started, can we end with a different... Uh, let's end with a different uh, a set for us, you know. Oh, let's get the... the, the, the we... No, we'll just do it now. We'll do a different one. We'll say BCCI rigged DRS. That is the that is the actual excuse. Uh, what about media disrespected our request for protein-rich food? <laughs> they were in Hyderabad. I'm sure they got some good beyond. Regardless of what happened, the media did. I know, but there was a comment from earlier in the in the in the World Cup where Imam says mm. that. Uh, um, he said that we aren't get we don't hit enough sixes because we aren't getting enough protein. And there was a dude on Twitter that goes, and in his own words, "Abey chutiye, your fucking forty kilo overweight uncle used to hit sixes for fun. Why can't you hit sixes?" <laughs> so, if so facto, no balls cricket award for the week, Pakistan cricket. Um, meanwhile. An update on our on our favorite Axel Award, which is the Indian Team Fielding Award. They had they are giving one out after every game, uh, as we mentioned. Um, obviously, fielding encompasses ground fielding as well. It's not just for like taking great catches, blah blah blah. But so the in the England innings, out of the ten wickets, eight were LBW or bold. So uh, so and the other two were caught KL Rahul and stumped KL. So any guesses who won the Fielding Award in that game? KL Rahul. Ding, 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 you're a winner. Wow. Um, yes. And they literally, by the way, go see the, go see the Indian cricket teams like tweet or, or go on the web, their BCCI website. Actually, don't go on the BCCI website. Fuck the BCCI. Um, but... <laughs> Listen, more, uh, a chota bhai won't let us live. <laughs> but they've literally done a full-on light show to reveal that K.R. Rahul has won, won this award. It is like... The most overkill thing of overkill thing. No, the most overkill thing was that fucking fireworks display after they picked up the last wicket. But anyway. No, but that, 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 that's fireworks the moment India win. every. I think that's probably the fireworks that at, at the end of every game regardless. Uh, but this there's like light show, that drone light show that they've done just to, say, just to spell out the name KL Rahul to reveal the fielding award. Oh man, they're taking this thing seriously. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, and also, we have a shithousery award. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what's happening with your bet with Ian. This is kind of involved in the bet. So, Kohli has decided that he, in the Lucknow game against England, would not just troll me, but he would troll the whole world. <laughs> because not only did he get out for a duck, he then went and dropped Johnny Bairstow. It didn't matter because Bairstow got out two balls later. But still, he dropped Johnny Bairstow. Simple catch as well, it slipped. Um, burst through his fingers, dropped it, this, that. Anyway, now I only have the game against South Africa where he has to score 100 or else I have to say some dumb shit. So let's not go there. Well, I guess, I guess for you saying dumb shit is just like talking. So. You know, for once, I actually pulled out stats 
you were impressed. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. That is true. On that very happy note, it is time to end. Thank you very much for watching. I'm going to do the ending now because we haven't done one in a while. Go so on. please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, say cheese, hit the bell icon, and slap a little devat while you're at it. Good night. You guys. It was Gamaska, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't hold Gamaska at all. Not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't hold Gamaska at all. <laughs> <laughs>